morning. It's Attitude Adjustment morning. It is. How and are you? It's a Friday. It's a Friday, and I am, I'm actually feeling pretty dang great. You know, it is a little cold out today. It is a little cold. In Iowa. But here we are. It's April, and Iowa is completely unpredictable. I remember when I was a kid, we had a 17-inch snowstorm in the middle of April. I will... Once. I will freak out. <laughs> I will just start ripping up grass at that point in time. I, I don't not... think. I think we're probably past the snow. Um, yeah, we better but, be. You know, it's kind of interesting that being the idea of being past the snow. Um, snow is a, is a, a euphemism for sort of baloney, malarkey. Malarkey. <laughs> malarkey. I would say something else, but we are an FCC license yeah, station. Yeah, right? probably shouldn't. So say that. yeah. Uh, so. Um, that seems like a fairly good uh, lead-in to talk a little bit about our topic of this week, which is this concept of social media mania. What a great topic for a boomer and a millennial to talk about. I'm telling you what, I feel a little <sighs> bit out of my league here, but um, I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to defer to you a lot. So for those of you who are just tuning in, I am Andrea, and I'm the boomer, um, and I'm you know, often, especially at this point in the semester, kind of exhausted <laughs> professor. Um, and I'm frequently sort of a distracted social media user. And I am Zach Schmidt. I am the millennial. I am pretty much always distracted by social media. In fact, sometimes I will be sitting on my laptop and I will go, why am I on Facebook again? <laughs> <laughs> and it will be the same content over and over again. Whoever can figure out a way to like do what Facebook's done to me, like, for me to look at their content a million times over, even if it doesn't change. <laughs> even if it doesn't change. They will exactly. be they will be king exactly. of the market. So we are a podcast that looks at social, political, economic, and cultural issues of the day through lenses of two pretty different people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's really appropriate that today we're dealing with um, what I would argue is, by and large, a cultural shift, but also a generational issue. To some degree, with respect to social media uh, mania. So I think that social media has become basically as essential to American culture as automobiles and fighting over politics. Yeah, hand in hand, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, we all have cars Mm -hmm. and we all fight over politics or we steadfastly avoid the political conversation. That's true. Everybody's engaged on some level or another. That's true. Right? You're not wrong. And I'm telling you what. Um, I think everybody's engaged on some level or another with social media. Yeah. My 75-year-old mother is absolutely all over the emoticons, all over being on Facebook. Yep. She sometimes posts some very weird things. Yep. Um, that, sounds, that sounds like uh, somebody that's older in the older generation. Well, but but the bottom line is she's there. It's, yeah. It's really interesting to my me. My grandma's so. actually really, really good at Facebook. Well, I mean, my mom is too. Right. Although occasionally she'll just make a, a comment that I'm like, Ma, you you can't do that. Mm. <laughs> my, my grandma plays like those terrible, terrible like slot games, like oh. casino games. Really? Yeah, they're the worst. I've officially like blocked pretty much any game anybody so plays have on I. there. Yes. <laughs> they, do not send me invites to they, play yeah, games. Yeah, I, don't, I can't get them anymore because I've blocked all of the games. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook, for the ability to do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess bottom line is, do you ever go a day without a, a tweet? Do you ever go a day without checking your Facebook? Do you ever go a day without checking Instagram or whatever? I mean, I I guess for you, it would probably be Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, I kind of actually hate Snapchat <laughs> just because it's like that Snapchat's like one of those things where you're like required to check all the time. Like. 
Like, because you'll get a notification if somebody sends you a Snapchat. And I'm a notification freak. Like, if there is a little red one on any of my things, I need to figure out why and how to get rid of it. And so people will send me Snapchats of them, like, driving in a car and listening to music. And I have to, like, I have to sit through that. And so it's, like, this forced content about Snapchat. But I suppose we can talk about that later. Arguably, is it forced interaction with people? Yeah. Well, yeah. Most of the time, it's not even people. It's just, like, pictures of their cups or, like, food or... I don't know. I I should unfriend people. That's what you're telling me right now Wait. with that face. <laughs> I just I just am like, what is the point? Yeah. What yeah. is the point? Yeah, I won't bash on Facebook as much as I bash on Snapchat, but I don't know. And and this like this like going away after ten seconds is like used to be like the world's biggest appeal and I think people just like don't even think about it anymore. They're just like, oh, I'll send pictures and I don't know. Well, it's gotten some people in trouble. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I do think it's important that we acknowledge that, um, you know, there there are plenty of studies out there that are really taking a look at where we're headed with respect to social media. And my favorite research um, center, Pew Research Center, I cite it all the time because I just love it. I think they're awesome. Uh, noted in a recent study that in the past 10 years, social media use among adults has jumped 7 percentage points to 65%. 65%, that's really kind of amazing if you think about it. Um, but, you know, there's sort of this interesting counter to all of that, which which I find kind of fascinating. And, and that is that if, in fact, we are just continuing more and more and more people using social media at an earlier and earlier age um, – why are we using it and how are we using it? Mm. And a lot of people have argued, critics have argued, that social media has really led us to become officially sort of the selfie generation. This concept of narcissism and uh, putting yourself out there all the time just to sort of see yourself. Uh, what, do you, what are you thinking about that, Zach? Oh, I hate the word narcissism. It's so aggressive. Um, <laughs> you know... I I don't know. I like I just think about my personal experience and and I suppose it's like I wonder if you can be narcissistic without knowing probably. Uh cuz I like I kind of use social media as the aspect of like one keeping like a timeline in my own life. Like this is this is finally a way for us to like really keep track of like year by year and day by day the things that we're doing, which I don't know if we need that information yet or not, but sometimes it's nice to look back on things. Yeah, in the past we used to just keep a diary. Yeah, and that's like... And lock it up with a Insanely key. not effective. And, and hope that your sister didn't open it up and then share all the contents right. with your parents. Yeah, because the key never really worked. You just jam a pencil or Precisely. something into it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but you know, like, I, I post a bunch of selfies. I like to show people what's going on. I don't... I like to think that I'm not narcissistic by doing that, but I don't know. I go back and forth because it's like. I'm not sure so, narcissists would have thought that he had any issues either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. I mean, if you're staring in a mirror all the time, um, figuratively speaking, you know, uh, are you really paying attention to sort of the why of oh. all of that or are you looking for the flaws that you can cover up i don't know and it's an interesting some question pe- i think some people have a, a heavier degree um yeah I, I mean you can see kind of like if you look in your facebook page like there are a lot of people that will share like once in a while like here's a picture of me and my wife doing this or something like that um but then you have these other people that are like constantly like kind of posting the same kind of photos of like them in a different outfit and things like that and then they're like 
kind of talking about how how great their life is and stuff like that. So I guess there is a level and you really see it, you know, like each user has their different experience. And I don't know if there's a, I don't know if you have any level of like one's healthier than the other, you know, it's, I think it's an interesting challenge. And I think that, um, this whole concept of this me orientation coming out of all things, social media is fascinating. Now I'm not sure that if I, I'm, I'm not sure yet that I buy that this sort of me orientation, this this selfish uh, focus, narcissism, can really be absolutely unequivocally put on the head of social media usage. Yeah, I think that that um, it's been a cultural sort of mashup. I think it's I think it's all come together. Uh, at the same time, but I'm not sure if you can prove that that one has led to the other. That there's a causation issue here. Um, it's an increase for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Ab- the ability is now like tripled. You know, like now you have the the chances to. But I I do I do agree with you in the fact that we it's it's not social media's fault because um, that's assuming that narcissism was never a thing until social exactly media showed up. exactly that's exactly yeah. my point yes yeah absolutely. and that's obviously not a thing in but fact, I, w- I will say that from. our technology and and our sort of addiction to social media as it were really has changed behavior yeah i mean i can't look out at my classes right now for example zach without seeing a good solid two-thirds of the students at least in the classroom distracted by something that's on their laptop, something that's on their phone. You know, in my classes, I say, okay, the phone needs to go away. And so people are pretty good about basically hiding it well. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but the laptop, because I teach media, and because a lot of times we're going to be referencing something, and or I might make them go use something, I'm, I'm a little loath to make them put away the, the laptop. Right. But as such, you know... The fact of the matter is that while I'm talking about something that is related to class, they're looking at their laptop and they're checking their Facebook and they're they're sending various instant messages to various different people. Um, and, you know, that whole distraction is a real challenge. It's a real problem because ultimately how much are you missing in your daily life if you're constantly in your mobile device engaging in some other conversation? Yeah, and and as somebody that's also kind of either led a meeting or and has has taught a few things, it it is it is quite horrifying because you just you just know that they're like not retaining anything, and then they kind of like blame you <coughs> for the idea that you know like well you didn't tell me and stuff like that. It's like well if you listen you know and, yeah. and and jump out of that, and it's it's funny that you kind of talk about how much of a day to day life. My sister, going back to this whole, like, faith thing that we talked about last week, she's a big Christian, and one of the things that they mentioned in church is to, like, kind of get away from the screen. And so she dropped for a while. She's back on it. It's like an addiction of some sort. But, uh, you know, she dropped social media for that reason. She didn't have a smartphone. She had, like, a, you know, the simple text phone just for communication and just because she didn't feel like she was kind of, like, living her life. Engaging in the world. And it's an interesting thing, I think, that most people should do uh, and realize what, like, every moment that they spend and how much time they spend. It's interesting. In my Media and Society class, um, I have a 
an assignment that challenges my students to get out of and and really go on on a sort of total media blackout, meaning all forms of media, social media, anything that in their mobile devices. They can't watch TV. They can't um, consume any media of any kind. No gaming, no nothing. Um, and, you know, the challenge is always, can you do this? Yeah. And then they have to write a paper about it. And it's fascinating to me um, how many of my students write about ultimately feeling socially isolated when they can't access anything, when they're not allowed to engage any form of media, lonely. They feel incredibly lonely, like there's no connection to the rest right. of the world. Yeah. Um, and they get angry. They, they have, <laughs> seriously, they have, they have sort of moments where they're just angry about the fact that they are bored senseless, um, which is interesting because I would think that the opposite would be true, that, that media-free, and especially social media-free, would it allow you to look in people's faces and actually engage with them face-to-face? I mean, my goodness, these are college students. They live on a campus. There are people here. You can actually have conversations and talk to people. Are we losing that ability? Uh, I mean, it's, as somebody that's kind of went through that experience, because I've been in your class as well, there's, there's really two aspects. One, it's kind of like if you took away anything. You know, if you told me for the next week I can't have coffee, I'm going to be like, you know, like, I can't drink anything. I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I'm broken down. <laughs> there is, like, a little bit of, like, withdrawals, of course. But getting out of that, because it's it's a bigger issue than just, like, an addiction withdrawal. Um, you know, you're right. Like, there are people on this campus, but most of those people also want to do media-related things with you. They want to play games. They want to watch TV. They want to watch Netflix with you. They Or they want to, I don't know, they want to, yeah. I, like, I would think about when I did it and... No one, no one can really sympathize with you when you're like on a blackout and everyone else is like using media and they're just kind of like sitting at their laptop screen, like we and typing all these messages and like communicating. And I think, I think, man, I would, I'd be honest to say, oh, millennials don't know how to create content outside of social media. We don't know how to generate activities. You know, like I was thinking, about, like we planned a trip for spring break, and I'm gonna be honest, it's hard, like. We're like kind of like, what do we want to do that would be fun? And we, and this might just be me. I'll break down a lot of things. Like, is it better than this? You know, and we have like the world to compare to because we have the world at our fingertips. You know, social media wise and Google anything, and so uh, it adds to this level of we don't we don't really know how to generate. like ideas outside of social media you know like even if i'm like looking for something to do on a saturday night i will google things to do when you're bored you know like seriously because it's yeah i don't so generating content but my original question was whether or not we're losing the ability to communicate now i'm gonna i'm gonna modify that question (laughs) i'm gonna revise and and ask are you suggesting then zach that we are incapable of being creative outside of media like creatively engaging in the world having original ideas i i'm gonna try not to go on a rant here i in a matter of short term yes but it's not it's because the choice that we make to spend time on social media i've noticed this in my life that if i take the time to pull myself away and sit 
just sit. I am I am instantly like within the hour of me just sitting way more creative than I have been for the entire week. Because you when, mean sit sans any media. Yeah, just okay. like just sit and like just generate ideas. Like for example, at night when I'm laying there for like the 30 minutes it takes me to go to bed, in that time I've come up with more ideas than I have in the entire week. Because I I'm not I'm not constantly oh, oh I got to send somebody an email, I got to send somebody a Facebook message. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to put a reminder. Oh, I should watch this YouTube video. I'm not constantly thinking of what I need to do next. I'm thinking of what I can just kind of like I can't do anything because I'm laying in bed. So I think social media does a really bad job at at sucking the free time out of your life. You mean it does an effective job? Yeah, yeah. It's very true. effective. It's very effective, it's, yeah. It, yeah. I like to say the word bad somewhere in there because it's, it is it's, terrible. It's, it's It's sort of funny, though, Zach. I mean – it's not social media's fault. I mean, it's not technology's fault. Technology choices. exists there. We have human free will, right? Right. I mean, we didn't really get into free will last week when we were talking about organized religion. Yeah, but, Ooh, I mean, that would have been a topic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but the bottom line is, I mean, it is our choice. Yeah, you're not wrong. It is our choice. Um, and I, yeah, some of us need to work on. I think we all need to. Not all of us, but. Some of us need to work on the idea of pulling away because it's surprising. And yet, when someone from my generation challenges someone from your generation to do that very thing, you guys get kind of resentful. You can insert anything at that point in time. We we get resentful when you tell us to do anything. <laughs> you <laughs> know that. That's, that's, that's true. Not wrong. It's, it's it's not about social media in that situation. It's, it's, it's all like, about. Yeah, I'm am worse than others. If you, I don't like being told what to do. In, in I know general. it's true. It's true. And so, but yeah, I I do understand what you're you're getting at and. It's because we think you're talking out of reference. We think you're saying, well, you should stop doing that because it's bad for your health. You know, like the classic. Back in my day. Yeah. yeah, Back in my day, we used to walk over to our neighbor's house. So we think that (laughs) that's the kind of reference you're giving us is like you don't really understand. Because social media, as negatives that we kind of been talking, it's hugely amazing like it is it, it is. offers Absolutely. a bridge between every bridge you know like it's a connection between everything i mean you think about what we know mm-hmm. as a direct result of people using and sometimes abusing social media what we know now that we never ever would have known 40 years ago 30 years ago um with when when just you know your sort of traditional mainstream media was was available our limited uh ability to communicate via media um Oh, my heavens. Social media has changed the world. Mm. There is no question about that. Absolutely no question. But it's also changed in so many ways. Patterns of behavior, language. I mean, it is now sort of laws. Exactly. I mean, I think about this concept of trolls, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my day. (laughs) <laughs> I used to, right okay so yeah i did used to walk to school barefoot uphill both ways yep, in the winter in the time snow, 40 feet of snow yeah. or something yeah well whatever at <laughs> any rate back in my day when when we talked about trolls we were talking about you know those those little squatty guys who you know hung out under bridges and intimidated goats and stuff and right. and you know they were from a brother's grim fairy tale now a troll is someone who is sort of the worst of humanity to some degree. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen evidence of people just sort of lying in wait to pounce on people, and basically, I mean, bottom line is the the job of a 
of a social media troll is, as far as I can tell, to be mean. Right. Wow. Why do – wow. Really? I would also add that they do question things. Uh, you know, there is there are some trolls in the manner of the fact that they, they like to – harass the idea of terrible ideas but most trolls you're right are being mean are swearing most of the time i don't they're horrible (laughs) yeah they're horrible i mean there's there's some incredible stories of um of people who just sort of make it their job to harass to sexually harass to intimidate uh others i was watching this um god it was just awful uh this piece that um, a couple of female sports journalists put together. I don't know if you took a look at this. I did. On ESPN. And it was, it was you've heard of the, the mean tweets. From Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. It, so read, reading mean tweets, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be kind of entertaining um, until you start to realize that there are real people out there sending these horrible things. And the thing that I was watching um, on ESPN was, was these – Female sports journalists who, by the way, are going against the grain because historically sports has been the male purview, right? right? Um, and they invited men on the show to read these mean tweets to the female sportscasters. And oh, horrifying. I was just shocked at how abusive and, you know, the sexual harassment and just the plain awfulness of humanity. And I don't recall that ever being a big public thing prior to social media. I don't think you could get away with doing that. Well, no. I mean, 90%, I would say 90%. That's a statistic I made up. Uh, 90% of those trolls wouldn't say it in person. They wouldn't have the guts to do it. Precisely. Like, The great thing about social media is that, by and large, you kind of can do it anonymously. And even if it's not anonymous, even if you have to tag, you know, put a name onto what you're doing, you're still hiding behind a screen. Right. It's it's the most cowardly form of bullying I've I can yeah, conjure. Yeah, yeah and it, and it's odd because anonymous social media is actually what for a while there was taking a rise. There's a lot of them popping up like Yik Yak for example. Yeah. Um and And why has Yik Yak begun to struggle? All right, because I don't know why has Yik Yak begun to struggle. Because the anonymity issue has given rise to this yeah, okay. bullying, this awful sexual harassment, terrible, bad behavior among humans. I uh, I should share this, uh, you know, like, t- speaking on Yik Yak and some of this trolling, we at Mina Vista University have a Yik Yak that is pretty horrendous. Uh, it's really become like a lot of these are like NP is the ultimate F boy. He needs to, um, teach others how to be one, uh, looking to get laid around here. Like just a lot of, that's a lot, that's a lot of it. Um, like for example, yesterday was beautification day. Yes. There's about 14 different yik yaks about how, if you keep banging on my door, I'm going to come out and, uh, beat you up and like just ridiculous things and. Yeah, who's trying to get laid tonight? I think mean, it's about every every night who's trying to get laid, which is still like something you wouldn't you wouldn't have the guts to just walk up and be like, "Who's trying to get laid tonight?" You know, like yell that in an auditorium full of people. So I think trolling is an example, especially in Yik Yak, and and in fact, I try not to try not to get riled up about it, but because and I'm sure this is the same for these women. They really try probably to ignore those, but once you hear someone say like once you read it, it's it. 
it personally affects you right away, and yeah, you can let you it actually say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's I think the the thing when you actually verbalize and say it out loud, and you're facing someone. Good lord, this is not how humans behave. Right. So, I don't know. It, it, there's another interesting aspect to some of this, which is the stardom that can happen as a direct result of social media, especially social media stuff that goes viral, Mm -hmm. right? And these days, you see a lot of folks who are sort of looking for their 15 minutes of fame, you know, Mm -hmm. um, via social media. So I want to raise an issue that happened just last week. Um, A young woman by the name of Amy Joyner, a 15-year-old in Delaware, um, was literally beaten to death um, in her high school bathroom. Okay, um, horrible, horrible story. But what made the story worse was the fact that one of the um, assailants, uh, one of the alleged assailants, videotaped this with her phone and put it up on YouTube as as a means of sort of bragging about sort of the level of their violence, right? Mm-hmm. I My guess is that they would not have guessed that they were going to kill the girl, sadly. Right. Um, but this whole idea of gaining popularity by being the most vicious, the most violent, mm. the most outrageous, um, the most, the most, the most, whatever, whatever, fill in the blank there, um, is is also sort of shocking to me, the fact that, and again, this gets back to this whole sort of me generation selfie sort of orientation. I want to be in front of people. I want to be a star. Yeah. You know, this just also, I think it was last week as well. Um, it was trying on Facebook about a young girl that they periscoped her rape. Yeah. And, you know, they kidnapped her and periscoped and it was all for like to get likes and things like that. And that that was like when I read that in the the article, it was kind of about about, about the impressions and the likes and the hearts and things like that. I was just like, that is horrifying. horrifying. And will we ever get to the point where we kind of put past our normal normal thoughts and go, I want to get forty likes on this, so I'm going to do whatever I have to do? Which is kind of when you have a lot of these women over sexualizing themselves just simply to get likes, which surprisingly is now actually like a business basically if you continue to post over sexualized photos of yourself after a while you create an insane following and then you post an ad a few times and you'll make a bunch of money yeah i mean it's it's ultimately it gives rise to the question zach has our use of social media ultimately sort of challenged us as americans to take a closer look at our our values. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it say about our country and about our country's sort of values? And then, I, gosh, I don't know if I can pin this on a generation. But, uh, um, I mean, a lot of the, of the cases that we're talking about that right. are as negative and abusive as they are, sadly, are coming out of your generation. Even a younger generation. Yeah, and I, even younger. Yeah. I, I would agree. Um what does it say about sort of the values that we are instilling um, and and ultimately modeling for the rest of the, the world? You know, you know, I I think that this would happen to any generation. Um, 
You know, like if your generation would have experienced social media in the manner that the generation. And I really don't. So I'm for those that don't know, I'm 21. And I think most of these problems are even like in the younger generation who have lived with it even longer. You know, we really didn't get it until uh, junior high ish. You know, know, Facebook was huge during high school. And so it was way before our fundamental building years of our values and everything like that. But now you're getting them like, you know, fourth grade, third grade, second grade, depending on the parents, you know. And it's like, what is it like to be raised in a situation where you sit down, a five, four-year-old or, sorry, a fourth grader sits down and has access to everything on the internet. You know, like, they can, they can find things like porn. They can find things like harassment, uh, terrible videos and things like that. And it's it's just mind-blowing, and you can see it. You're right. You can see the values that are to- starting to change, and how do we... Try to reverse that, that back. Knob the other direction, and that I think comes with better parenting and more like because they're building a lot of programs that allow you to say, you know, you can only go on this and things like that. Like there's a canine program that kind of does that, and it's oofta. Wow, so much to talk about we, with yeah. social media, and um, we are going to wrap things up for today and pick this up. Next week, I'm excited to keep this conversation going because, my goodness, there's a lot to talk about. Apparently so. We'll see you next week.